It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening to you. Joe Beningo, back with you again, the Older Pain Podcast. It's Friday. July 14th, 2023, the Joe Beningo Order Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. By Anita Discount Tire. And, of course, our good friends at DraftKings. couple things. First of all, let me uh, get all the uh, logistics stuff out of the way. Uh, no podcast next week. The uh, Joe Beningo Order Pain Podcast taking a week off. Not because I'm not taking a week off. <laughs> I will be working all week at WFAN 2 to 630. Um, Monday through Wednesday with my old partner, Evan Roberts, <clears throat> and then Thursday and Friday by myself. I'm actually on until 7 o'clock on Thursday. I don't know about that one, but nevertheless. So there will be no Ode of Pain podcast next week, Monday or Friday, and we will resume uh, the following Monday, whatever the date is on that, 24th, I guess it is. So we'll resume on uh, Monday, uh, July 24th. So just a little uh, programming note for everyone. Uh, to get there, uh, and my wife's uh, agreeing it is the 24th. So, But uh, no podcast next week as I will be working all week at WFAN. Also next week, let me tell you this too, we'll be doing tomorrow, we'll be doing our normal Saturday morning show on the fan, uh, 10 to 1 or whatever, you know, uh, thereabouts. I guess it's 10 to 1 tomorrow. Uh, next Saturday, no, no uh, Saturday show because of me doing the five days during the week. So I'm not going to be doing Saturday. So, but this Saturday we're on next Saturday. We will not be on. And again, no podcast next week because I'll be on the fan. All right, let's start with this. Uh, the second half of the baseball season getting underway tonight. Uh, the Mets at home to the LA Dodgers on a game that we will not see because it's on freaking Apple TV. What a disgrace. You really got to put the first game after the all-star break on Apple freaking TV. Do we need to see that? What a joke. It's such a joke. It really is. I mean, come on. You know, as it is, we got all the games on SNY. A lot of them are on uh, uh, Channel 11. You got the Fox. I guess they're on Fox tomorrow, the Mets. What a joke. But anyway, Mets open the second half of the season at home against the Dodgers. The Yankees are in Colorado to play the Rockies uh, starting tonight with a three-game series. So then they go to Anaheim to play the Angels. The Mets are off again Monday. <clears throat> Why they got an off day Monday after you just had the All-Star break, you know, makes no sense to me, but they are. And then the White Sox uh, come to town. So uh, nothing better than that uh, great rivalry between the Mets and the White Sox. Well, very similar to the Yankees and the Rockies, right? But whatever. But uh, we'll see how the second half of the season plays out. And we'll get into that. I don't want I don't. We'll get into the baseball in a little while. I want to start 
with the football. And we'll start with this. The Jets avoid any issues with Quinnen Williams. They get it done. Four-year, $96 million contract with Quinnen. Uh, $66 million guaranteed. I believe it's the highest guaranteed contract the Jets have ever given out. I think I heard that today. Uh, you know, so uh, great job by, you know, getting that done. The only higher-paid defensive tackle in football is Aaron Donald, you know, who's uh, already uh, got himself in the Hall of Fame if he never plays again. So, um, you know, great job by them. You avoid the issue with the uh, franchise tag. You don't want to be in the situation that the Giants are in not right now because the Giants right now have not, you know, uh, gotten a contract for Saquon Barkley. We're only a few days away from training camp. Barkley is still going to, right now, is under the franchise tag. And right now, if, if you ask me, I, I'd say the Giants, you know, Barkley's going to either have to hold out or have to play under that franchise tag this year. So we'll see how it goes. No such problem for the Jets. Quinn Williams in the fold. Again, $96 million for four. And a, uh, uh, a stunning $66 million signing bonus. So if you're a Jet fan, got to be very, very happy about that. Now. You may not be too happy about the fact that the Jets are going to be doing the hard knocks. And I know, and I played golf, and we'll get to that a little bit with the coach, with Robert Sala. My wife and I played with him at the Trump Fed Minister on Wednesday, and that was a terrific day with the coach. What a great guy he is. Let's hope that he's as great a coach as he is a guy. That remains to be seen, as we know. But uh, nevertheless, I know the coach is not happy about it, and I'm not thrilled about it either. Uh, that the Jets are going to be on hard knocks. But they, uh, you know, obviously the Jets, you know, look, uh, they were the uh, prime team. You know, got Aaron Rodgers coming and all the circus that surrounds him. So there's really no surprise that they would get the bid for hard knocks. Nobody wanted it. Absolutely nobody in the NFL wanted to do it. The Lions actually asked to do it last year. Nobody wanted to do it this year. <clears throat> so, of course, the Jets wind up uh, – getting stuck with it. The one thing I will re- will say, uh, you know, it is pretty cool as a Jet fan, you know, and I'll be watching. I, I'd never watch Hard Knocks unless it's my team. And remember, the only other time the Jets were on Hard Knocks, you got to go back to the 2010 season 13 years ago. But as we all know, the Jets actually made it to the AFC Championship game that year. And I mentioned that to the coach on Wednesday. I said, coach, you know, we, look, I don't love the Hard Knocks either. But, you know, we did go to the championship game that year. And, of course, you know, everybody has informed him of that. If he, you know, he didn't know it. And, of course, Rex Ryan, the coach then and all of that. So, look, if we get that kind of year out of hard knocks this year, I mean, we'll take it. I thought something interesting, too. 18 years now, and surprisingly, it's that long. But 18 years, hard knocks has been on on HBO from with the NFL. 11 of the 18 teams that have been on hard knocks have not made the playoffs when they did hard knocks. <clears throat> so only seven teams have made it out of the 18. Uh, so the odds are against you making the playoffs if you do the hard knocks. But the Jets did buck the odds with what they did in 2010. So we'll see about it. I'm not thrilled about it. I know the coach wasn't thrilled about it. Um, you know, we'll see how it plays out when all is said and done. But uh, anyway, great day on Wednesday. As I said, finally got to play golf with Coach Salah. You know, great day. Actually played well. I'm happy I played as well as I did. My wife played well also. Um, you know, the coach can hit the ball a long way. I'll tell you that. No doubt about it. He had some moment, which we all do. He was a little erratic a little bit. But uh, he can hit the ball a long, long way. 
And, well, you know, we talked a lot of football. <clears throat> we did talk a lot of, uh, about a lot of different things. Um, and I, and I can't, again, I, I think the, the, the big takeaway with the coach is what a great guy he is. And that may be a negative for him as far as a head coach, because he is such a good guy. I mean, the guy is, he's one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Really? Like my wife calls him a genuine sweetheart. Uh, he even texted me cause I texted him yesterday to thank him again for a terrific day. And like I said, we got to play a Trump bed minister. It's funny. I pull up, you know, we're pulling up to go play there. And, you know, it's in the middle of this, you know, all these horse farms and all this, not exactly a uh, low income area, you know, where, where this is, which of course should surprise nobody. And we're driving up there, right. And we're seeing all these horse farms. Then we pull in, you got this long winding, you know, road, uh, you know, to, to get in there, to get into the golf course, to get into the, you know, the, uh, the grounds there, the complex. And we pull in and my wife's flipping out all, you know, all these Rolls Royces and Mercedes and Lamborghinis, Jaguars, you know, like what I'm saying, what the, what the hell are we doing here? You know, all these big freaking cars. Oh my God. Are you kidding? We pull up in our, you know, 2010 or 2011, whatever year, 2012 Jeep, Jeep Grand Cherokee with 140,000 miles on it, you know? We've had trouble starting it. That's another story, which we actually, we didn't realize you could actually turn it like an emission key after a while, but that's for another day. But anyway, so we're driving up there, right? In our, in our $140,000, you know, 11 year old Jeep and all these cars. So as we pulling up, we see this dude getting out of like, I don't know what it was, some kind of big, it looked like a, some kind of limo or something, whatever the hell he was getting out of. <laughs> Chevy Suburban, my wife says. I was a Chevy Suburban. And I look over and say, that's LT, right? She goes, yeah, it is. Lawrence Taylor. I'm like, oh, great. That's good to see that, right? So we go park the car. So now I got to come back and get the, you know, get the golf cart, right? So I'm walking back to get the golf cart, right? First, I I do get a golf cart first. I come back and there was, you know, the thing that you uh, put your bag on that holds the bag in was broken. So I had to go back and get another cart. So I go back to get the other cart and who's standing right there getting into his cart LT. Right. <laughs> so I start talking, Lawrence, how you doing? And I, I got to tell you this. I was shocked that he remained goes, Joe, how are you? I'm like, Whoa, man, that's pretty good. So I thought that was very, very interesting. And we started talking a little bit and, you know, we had the same agent, I, you know, uh, Mark Lipselter for, you know, I've had, I still have him. I've had him forever. And I know Lawrence had him too. And I mentioned, you know, him to Lawrence and it, it sounded like Lawrence hadn't talked to him for a long time. So I'm going to have to talk to Mark to Lip and find out what the deal is there with LT. But I thought it was very interesting. So anyway, so there's LT amidst all the Lamborghinis and all these other cars. And I'm sure as I'm looking at this, I'm like, you know, um, Boy, I wonder who else is on the grounds here. Uh, unfortunately, Don was not around. As I think he was playing golf up at the, his other golf course up in uh, Ferry, uh, Ferry Point, which is up in the Bronx, which I had played a few years ago. But anyway, so we get all parked and all of a sudden, and then uh, you know I text the coach, and he says, I'm pulling in now, whatever. So finally we see the coach. We go out and play. 
And it was a terrific day. I mean, really, there's no other way to say it. And I'm so happy I played well that day. My wife played well. We wound up only playing 11 holes because we played late. We didn't tee you off till like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And, you know, it's a little late for us. And, you know, my wife started getting tired around the ninth hole or whatever. But it was so funny. You know, so my wife's all, Tim's all nervous about it, you know. You know, she's like flipping out. I can't believe we're going to play with the coach. This is really going to happen. She's ready to throw up. So, right. I think after she saw the third Lamborghini, that was it. You know, she, so anyway, so, so the coach is there. I said, want to hit some balls, coach? And I'm not big, you know, on, on, on hitting golf balls prior to playing. I'm just not, I probably should, but I'm not. Anyway, we go down to the, uh, to the range and we start hitting shot. I'm hitting the ball pretty good. I'm just hitting my pitching wedge and I'm hitting it good. And the coach is bombing, you know, 290 yard drives or whatever. And I'm looking at my wife and she's hitting ground ball after ground ball. I'm like, well, <laughs> this, this is how nervous she's like all freaked out. Finally, I see her hit her driver and she hits a couple of good drives. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be, this is going to be great. She's hitting ground ball, right? <laughs> then we go to the putting green, practice putting green. Very fast. The greens, by the way, were extremely fast, which I like. I got to tell you, I like the fast greens, but whatever. So now we get up to the first tee. My wife's all flipping out. And I'm like, I'm, I'm saying to myself, I know my wife. She's good. The first swing, she will hit it right down the goddamn middle. And, of course, after not hitting anything on, on the range, she gets up to the first tee, boom, right down the middle of the fairway, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> So I guess all the nerves were gone, but you know, she played well. I was happy. I played well. I actually had three paws, uh, hit the ball pretty good, very wide open. I was surprised. Now I had played the, uh, Trump course up at point, uh, ferry point. And you know, it's a, it, these courses are links courses. They're wide open. You know, you got fescue, but wide open fairways, you know, there's no trees at all. It's like you're playing in Europe, you know, like you're playing in, you know, in England or, Scotland or Ireland or whatever, very wide open European type courses. So the fairways, you know, uh, you know, I thought it was very playable. I thought it would, we played the new course. I guess there's two courses up there, the new course and the old course. And we actually saw them. They're getting the, um, you know, the stands and all that stuff ready because in August, there's going to be one of the live tournaments there. So I remember they had one there last year as well. So that's coming up. And they're preparing that right now. But uh, nevertheless, preparing for that right now over there at, at Bedminster. But uh, very playable course. And I thought it was a lot easier than I anticipated it being. Now, this was the new course. So maybe, the, you know, they built a, a newer course is easier for the, you know, for the uh, uh, people that uh, the members there. Like, it's you know, sort of more playable for the members there at, at Trump Bedminster. And the old course is probably the tougher one, you know, more for the uh, the pros, you know, the live guys, PGA guys, however you want to call it, uh, the professional golfers. But great day. Uh, uh, like I said, I can't say enough good things about the coach. We talked about a lot of things. I mean, the first thing I said to him, like I said to him, coach, I got to tell you, you know, you got a lot of pressure on you this year. You got to win. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers now. You know, there's no gray area. You lost this last six games of last season. You're in your third year. You got to win now. The pressure's on. And he basically said there is no pressure, but there is. I think he realizes there is a lot of pressure, especially when you have Aaron Rodgers. And he fully realizes that if he doesn't get the job done, 
that as friendly as we are and as good a guy as he is, I'm going to kill him. Now, he knows it. He's going to hear it from me. He even said it. You know, so he's well aware of that. But, you know, we talked about some football things, different things going on with the team. Uh, we talked about the offensive line. He actually asked me, he says to me, he says, do, do the fans, do you want Dalvin Cook? I said, yeah. Yeah, I want him. Why wouldn't I want Dalvin Cook? We don't know what Brees Hall is going to be this year. We have no idea. You know, coming off the knee injury, we saw how long it took Barkley to get back after he had, you know, a very similar injury. Um, you know, so I said, yeah, I want Dalvin Cook. I said, look, we never have enough offensive, offensive weapons. Uh, and then we were talking about, you know, we were talking, and, and he basically said, well, it's all about, you know, uh, uh, salary cap constrictions and how that's going to work. And that's all up to Joe Douglas and all of this. So, we, you know, we, we discussed that aspect. And, of course, we talked about the uh, offensive line. And he says, you know, look, I like the competition on the offensive line. We basically have eight guys for five spots. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, he said it'll be a competition at center between McGovern and Tipman, uh, the rookie second-round pick out of Wisconsin. Um, didn't know what was going to happen with Mekhi Becton. Uh, AVT will be playing guard. He, will, he, he, he said it this way because I, I looked at AVT being the right tackle he says, AVT, and that's, of course, Elijah Veritaka, uh, he'll be a very good right tackle. He'll be a great guard. That's how he said it. He, he said he'll be a pro bowl, you know, Hall of Fame potential guard where he'll be good at tackle, but not as good as he would be at the guard position. So I thought that was interesting, you know, uh, bringing that up and, you know, just talking about the competition being, you know, a big deal and, you know, you want competition and all of that. And, of course, I talked to him about the defense. I said, Coach, for this defense to be as good as we want it to be, they have you guys have to start taking the ball away. You know, you just didn't force enough turnovers. You know, and the Jets had two turnovers in the last eight games. I mean, well, what? Forced two turnovers in the last eight games? That's not cutting it. And I pointed out to him, I said, Coach, the Patriots had seven defensive touchdowns last year. We didn't have any. Seven defensive touchdowns for the New England Patriots last year, and only the Dallas Cowboys forced more turnovers than New England did last year. And that's something that this defense has got to do. If they are going to be an elite-level defense, they're going to have to, you know, start forcing turnovers. And the coach was talking about, you know, different things and how many interceptions were dropped last year and, you know, how Sauce, as good as he is, Sauce Gardner, he's got to start learning how to, you know, get those INTs and all of that. You know, we got to force more fumbles, all of this type of thing. I said, you got to recover more fumbles. It'll be nice too. I mean, let's be, you know, let's be honest about that. How many times have we seen the ball on the ground and the uh, Jets not recovered? I mean, we've seen that a number of times. So uh, we got into all of that type of thing. But again, can't say enough about how good a guy this guy is. And I was surprised he came alone. He was by himself. He had actually played 18 holes prior to showing up to play with us. He played somewhere else. I don't know, Berkshire Valley or one of these places. And he said, I just walked 18 holes. I said, you walked 18? <laughs> and now you're coming here to play with us? He did take a card. Now you're coming here to play with us? I said, oh, wow. But I had, told, I had uh, texted him last week. Because uh, I tried to get him on the show last week when I was, you know, uh, or two weeks ago, I guess it was. Not last week. Not Well, yeah, last week. I did three days last week. 
this is this week. That was last week, right? So anyway, so uh, and he, he he texted me back. He was playing golf in Long Island, and I said, "Well, how'd you play?" And he gave me his scores. He said, "I shot a seventy-six and an 82. I said, "Coach, what did you play? Thirty-six? He said, "Yeah." And he's basically playing golf every day because starting Monday he's got to go back to work. So he's getting as much golf as he possibly can get in. He probably played 36 yesterday as well. Um, but anyway, uh, unfortunately, the weather is brutal today. I mean, I, right now, you know, here we are. It's 8 o'clock in the morning here in our place in beautiful Mawa. And uh, it's like dark, like it's 11 o'clock at night out there. So I'm sure it's going to pour. Hopefully, uh, maybe we'll – what's that? Is it raining now? My wife, the uh, Doppler weatherman, is uh, going out to look outside to see now if it's pouring yet or not. Uh, is it really? Is it lightning now? Yeah. All right. By the way, speaking of lightning, we had a little uh, issue last, was it last Saturday? We were playing golf at Paramus. Oh, my Lord. Right? We were playing golf at one of our favorite golf courses, Paramus Golf Course, which we play all the time. And uh, it was it was last Saturday, and it was in and out, thunderstorms and all. And it was, you know, we could hear the thunderstorms around us, but there was no rain. We got to the 14th hole, right? And we were way ahead. I, I was stunned we even got nine in. Now we're into 14. And I played great that day, too. I actually had two birdies. I was upset that we only wound up playing 14. We're standing on the 14th green, and all of a sudden, this monster bolt of lightning hits probably 10 feet behind my wife, something like that. Or front, back, whatever. Well, I didn't see it. She did. And, you know, then we heard the thunder and all of that. I mean, it really was. It was, it was, it was thunder bomb. And this was, you know, a bomb. Like it was, you know, right next to me, the thunder. And uh, so anyway, we finished the hole and that was it. 14 holes and we were done. See ya, as Michael K would say with the home runs. See ya. So anyway. So there we, but thank God everybody was fine and all of that. But you know, another crap weather day in beautiful New Jersey. You know, <laughs> like like we're gonna like like if they did a, you know, like a, a like the Chamber of Commerce, if they had like you know like those postcards they have for different places, you know, can get one. They show the Jersey Shore and all the wonders of that. Well, they should have like a Chamber of Commerce postcard that just shows dark black clouds, <laughs> because that sums up. New Jersey weather. I mean, no other way to say it, really. Just horrible. But anyway, so, yeah, but to sum it up again, a great day with the coach. Um, like I said, just a terrific guy. And hopefully he's going to turn out to be a terrific coach. The jury's still out on him. Uh, what else can you say? And as I said, coach, you win us that Super Bowl, and I'll be chiseling the statue to you down in my basement where I am right now. So, Win us that Super Bowl. And, of course, I emphasize the point that you have to win that opener against Buffalo on Monday night. You can't have all this hoopla surrounding Rodgers and all of this and the hard knocks that's coming up and all this nonsense. And then you got opening night, national television, September 11th, Monday night football, at home, at MetLife, and then lose to the Bills. You can't do that. Can't do it. And I said you got to be four – Four and two by the time, four and two by the time you get to the bye week. And you can't lose to the Giants. We talked about that, too. He goes, no, I know we can't lose to the Giants. I said, that's right. You cannot. When you play the Giants, you got to beat them. So that basically sums it up. And then at the end of the day, before we left, 
he handed me a sleeve of Titleist Pro V1 golf balls with his slogan on it, all, all gas, no brakes. So and he said, do me a favor. He said, don't play them all because I don't want you to lose. I said, don't worry, coach. I said, I'm going to, I'll play maybe one and I'll hold on to two. So I haven't played any of them yet. But So just summing up, a terrific day with Coach Sala. And again, he couldn't be a nicer guy. And let's pray that uh, he turns out to be as good a head coach as he is a guy. And I just hope that his niceness is not one of the drawbacks uh, to preventing him from being a first-rate coach. But we'll see. We'll see. But it was a great day with the coach. And uh, let's hope for a, a great year here in 2023 with our Jets. All right. Let's get our sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal. Uh, located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in uh, beautiful Who Needs a House out in Hackensack, New Jersey. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, uh, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack as the thunder rains down here in, in, in beautiful Mawa. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. We will let you know when we're doing our next live podcast. I don't, probably it's not until next month, probably sometime in August. Uh, we will let you know. But uh, go check out the the tap room. Go see everybody at the Brewing Company, Mike Jones, uh, TJ, Andre, Herb, and everybody over there, the Hackensack Brewing Company. I need a discount tire. You know the deal there. Obviously, uh, go see. You need work on your car. You need tires. You need uh, your car inspected, whatever. Go see my son, Johnny, his great boss, Harry, our buddy, uh, one of their best workers over there, Rob, who showed us we were having issues starting our car. You know, we got, like I said, we got a 12-year-old Jeep that, you know, it's one of these things where you, you know, you put your foot on the, on the, um, on the, uh, on the, on the uh, gas pedal and press the button and it starts the car. You know, there's no, no key. You got the key far of no key, right? So we've been having trouble starting the car. It hasn't started right away, okay, with the key fob. So, so we brought it the other day. I brought it to uh, to Anita, and my buddy Rob over there says, "Do you realize that you can actually start the car like a regular ignition with the key?" I said, "What are you talking about?" So he pops the little button off, and he sticks the key fob into the key like a regular, you know, like a regular turning the old the old days with the key ignition, and he starts the car. Who knew? I couldn't believe it. You got to be kidding me. So, so much for having trouble starting the cars. We finally figured that out. So good job by Rob. And, you know, of course, that was over to need a discount tire. So go see. You can go see Rob. You can go see Johnny. You can go see his boss, Harry. Uh, and, of course, uh, Westwood Avenue in Rivervale, New Jersey, a needed discount tire. And last but certainly not least, our friends at DraftKings, we're getting closer now. We're under two months away from opening day, that opening Thursday night between the Lions and the Chiefs for the start of the NFL season. And DraftKings will be with us for the third consecutive year. And uh, we can't thank them enough. Anything you want to bet, the baseball's back starting again tonight. You want to bet baseball. You want to bet the golf, of course, next week, the British Open, the Open Championship in uh, Royal Liverpool. You want to bet that. Uh, anything. I want to bet the WNBA. I guess you could bet the NBA Summer League games if you want to do that. Um, you know, whatever. Soccer, you know, whether the, the weather, the crummy weather we're having here as the thunderstorms rage here in Mawa. Um, 
whatever. DraftKings is the way to go. So uh, check them out. And we thank them again for being with us for a, another, another season of the NFL. All right. Got a couple minutes here left. Uh, just again, baseball ready to start again. The Mets 42 and 48 as they go into the second half of the season. Huge 10 games coming up for the Mets. They got to, they got to do some damage here. Eight out of 10, dare I say a 10 game winning streak, you know, nine out of 10, because if they have a lousy start now and they played a very tough LA Dodgers to start here at home, Verlander will pitch tonight, which we won't see on that because it's on ridiculously on Apple TV. Mets got to, got to do something. Otherwise you're going to see them start selling guys off at the trading deadline. You really are. And I don't expect it. I don't see it. You know, I don't, I don't see the Mets making this miracle run to the playoffs. There's seven games out of the final wild card spot. Obviously, forget the division. The Braves, what are they, 18 and a half ahead now in the division, whatever it is. So forget that. But, you know, the Mets got to jump like seven or eight teams to get to the final wild card spot. I just don't see it happening. The rotation has not been good enough. You know, they just haven't been that good. Their defensive stunk has stunk all year. They've made a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, bad base running decisions this year. I don't see it happening. So, but... But we'll see. Second half starts for them tonight. The Yankees are a 48 and 41. They're a game out of the final wild card spot in the American League. They got to get Aaron Judge back. That to me, that's the bottom line. You know, they just don't hit enough. You know, Stanton's been terrible. Rizzo's been terrible. Lemayu's been terrible. Uh, half the guys they start out there, you don't even know who they are. Um, you know, Garrett Cole has had a great year. To overall, the rotation's been pretty good. Uh, Carlos Rodan now is back. We'll see whether Nesta Cort- when Nesta Cortez gets back. Still no Aaron Judge. Still no Judge. So we'll see what happens. I would never say the Yankees won't make the playoffs. I would always bet on the side that they will. But uh, certainly not the same team without Aaron Judge. And they will start the second half of the season tonight against the Colorado Rockies. Not sure who's pitching tonight for the Yankees. Not sure. Who's on the mound tonight for the Yankees? Do we know? Does anybody know? Do I, know? I, I probably should know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank to who's pitching tonight for the Yankees. But nevertheless, they do open up with the Rockies. It won't be Cole because he, he started the All-Star game. They open up tonight, uh, again, as I said, uh, with the Rockies. Maybe Rodan pitches tonight uh, out in Colorado. So the second half of the baseball season is underway. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. Like I said, I'll be filling in next week. I'll be on all week from 2 to 6.30 on the fan. So there will be no Oda Pain podcast next week. So everybody have a great weekend. All the love.